Jim Britt and Jim Lutz had a vision, and the Change Book series was developed. Welcome to the Change Book Radio Show with your host, Work-Life Balance Specialist, Deb Crow. Join Deb weekly where she interviews the top co-authors from all over the globe who share their insights into self-empowerment with life-enhancing realizations that will touch every area of your life. We're live every Wednesday on Blog Talk Radio at 1.30 Eastern Standard Time. Well, good afternoon, everybody, and it's Wednesday, it's hump day, it's my favorite day of the week, it's Deb Crow, and I can't believe we're at December 23rd, two days before Christmas, and it's, again, I've, I've been saying every week, the weather in Canada here is as good as Florida or California. We are still having very much green here, double-digit weather, it's just not conducive, but I am in the spirit of Christmas and very excited today because book nine of the Change Book series is getting ready to hit the market. And I have one of the amazing co-authors on the line with me today. And I'd like to give you a little background about her. Her name is Angie Taylor, and she is from Wellington, Kansas. We were chatting before we went live and she said, nobody wants to come to Kansas, but I've assured her it's on my bucket list. So Angie is a doctor of natural health. She is a life coach. She is an intuitive eating counselor, speaker, and author. She's considered by many to be among the best in her field in the Midwest. And Angie uses her knowledge and her personal experience as a mother of nine that you are, you heard me correctly, mother of nine to lead her clients along the path of wellness. She believes the entire person is important and she refuses to work with people in pieces because Angie knows that if the journey is not balanced, the life manifest will be chaotic. Even though she has a degree of being a doctor of natural health, she does not diagnose or prescribe. She has become very weary of people wanting to know what is wrong with them. She doesn't want people to focus on what's wrong. Angie knows that if you focus on what's right, you'll discover how to change what's wrong. Angie has learned that focusing on wellness and doing all the things that one should be doing is the true key and the answer to attracting wellness. Angie works with individuals, couples, and groups who are ready to make the necessary changes to live in wellness every day. She instills in them that nothing is impossible and everything worth having requires action. So Angie Taylor, welcome to the Change Book Radio Show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Well, and I have a little surprise for you. I, I've told the listeners that we've got a couple of surprises. So this is your first one. <laughs> okay. This one's for you.
Thank you. So very I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to tell our listeners how old you are because you and I have had this discussion, and I want to just get right into what you do because I think how we feel and our age is it really doesn't matter. It's just a number. So we've got 30 minutes together, Angie. So tell our listeners, give them a brief overview of your area of passion and business. Oh, my area of passion, um, that's a very big question to answer. Um, One of the challenges that I'm seeing within the natural health industry is that we have people defining their niche so small that they forget that there's a whole person there. Um, This was first brought to my attention a few years ago. I was talking to a homeopathic physician who helps people with weight loss, and I asked her about, um, you know, how much protein was she recommending to her clients? And she was very short with me, and she said, I am not a nutritionist. I am a homeopathic physician. And I thought to myself, but you're a natural health professional, and in my education, it was drilled into me that being a natural health professional meant that you were working with the entire person. So you, you care about their nutrition. You care about their mental health, their emotional health. Um, you also care about their lifestyle, you, the, the whole gamut. You don't break them up into these little bits and pieces. And so that is one of the things that my clients are very excited about is that you know, our conversations take a minimum of 30 minutes if we're lucky. Sometimes it's more like an hour. Um, some clients, it's, it's longer than that because I've got so many questions that I need answered so that I can really help them and support them along their wellness journey. So when I'm meeting with someone, I'm, I want to know everything. I want to know, you know, if they're married, what is your relationship like with your spouse? How are you doing with your children? What challenges are there? Because that all plays into our health and our level of wellness. I fully agree with what you're saying. And what's ringing loud and clear to me is, is two things. I don't know how anyone could work if I can use the word wellness because I think it's a broader a broader term that a lot of people can relate to. So if you're working in the wellness industry and you talk about that whole person, well, mm-hmm. that whole person is a philosophy and really we should all be looking at the holistic approach to learning everything. So I, I love that that's part of your assessment practice. And a lot of times it's like I said in your bio, you you don't want to figure out what's wrong. Like the I know in medicine they they love using the term etiology, like what is mm-hmm. the source. And and we do the same thing. We just do it under a different umbrella. Right. So book nine, book nine's coming out shortly, and I'm I'm watching all of the book nine co-authors in our Facebook group, and there's it's a dynamic group, it's an eclectic group, and you're all very excited, which we all are. Mm-hmm. What? How does it make you feel, and what excites you to know that you're now connected with this powerful global community, and that Jim Britt and Jim Lutz are a phone call away? How does that make you feel? 
You know, I feel um, every day I still feel like I'm in a dream world, in a dream state, and I'm I'm afraid I'm going to wake up <laughs> and it's not going to be real um, because this was something that wasn't even on my radar. It wasn't even anything. I was actually at the point of once again tearing my business apart. Um, you know, as Jim Britt and Jim Lute say, you know, it's okay to change the plan, just keep the goal. And um, so – I had literally received my invitation from them just days before taking my website down. Um, So I came very close to missing the opportunity. Um, And I even came close to saying no. I mean, I was, I shared with Tracy Randall over the weekend that um, I was in the process of writing the email to say, well, yes, this is a great opportunity and I do understand that by saying no, this may never cross my plate again. And just as I typed those words, every cell in my body began to cry. I mean, I was, I was crying as if I had just lost a loved one. Um, and my whole being was yelling, no, don't hit send. And that's when I, I counseled with my husband and um, shared with him everything. And, and he was like, okay, well, what's, what if you don't do it? I said, if I don't do it, I might as well close my doors. I might as well say that I don't have a business if I don't take this opportunity. And um, so he very lovingly said, he said, well, you know, do it. If, the, if this is what you want, do it. Just, we'll, you know, we'll take care of the money part of it. And um, so I ended up, you know, signing the agreement and sending in what I needed to send in and finding out when my chapter was due and feeling so awesome about taking that leap of faith. So, and then, you know, coming to the realization that like Jim Lutz likes to, to say to us all the time, this is not just a chapter in a book. And that was something that I really hadn't realized in the beginning. Um, It's so much more than that. And it's really hard to convey to others how much more, it is than just a chapter in a book. It's, it's opening so many doors and giving us all so many opportunities and creating connections that there's no way that I would have met you or any of the other co-authors, you know, not in a million years. Our, our paths would never have crossed if we had just, you know, tried to continue doing it on our own. So I'm very grateful, very grateful, and, and feeling very blessed. Well, and I, you know, each week when I get the privilege of doing this, it's just, it's fun for me. Like I, I, I start preparing on the weekend and I, I try and have the chapters read by Monday and it's just a a process that's evolved since the end of September. And just to piggyback on what you just said, I've had the most beautiful emails from co-authors that I may have just said hello or we've had a quick conversation and much like you and I were talking about before the interview started I'm helping you get to know all the co-authors and allowing you to embrace the community while you're driving in the car and that that comment from you and and several others just warms my heart because I I end this every Wednesday at 2.30 Eastern Standard Time, and I am literally bouncing off the walls. And I just, I have to pinch myself as well because, 
you know, we would not have met otherwise. So it just shows that we're in this massive like-minded arena with progressive entrepreneurs and we all get it. And it, it just, it gives me goosebumps to know the connection of, of Jim Britt being Tony Robbins first business coach. And he's an email or a phone call or a text message away. And I, I just feel very privileged as well. Yes. Yeah. Now, I want to talk, I want to ask you two questions and take some time to, to really think about what I'm asking. I want to know where your mindset was when you wanted to close close your doors and bring your website down and not have it anymore. How how did you get to that place? And and what, what was going on in your mindset? Because I think... I think this is a very powerful question to ask you because you've come out on the other side with this huge light of hope and just listening to how you're speaking. So just just give us a brief overview of what happened. Oh. Um, I loved my, my previous website and but I always felt like I wasn't being 100% me. And um, part of that comes from there's, there's been a piece of me that I've hidden away for a very long time for a very good reason. And um, it's, it's something that it, it's a very sacred part of me. It's that spiritual part of me. Um, I have grown up being told over and over again um, because of my, my faith when people find out what religion I am. Um, I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, also known as the Mormons. And um, I have heard over and over and over again people tell me that I am not Christian. Without knowing anything about me, <laughs> nothing about you know what we learn in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and with 100% of them telling me, you know, when I ask them what, what causes you to make that statement? Oh, well, my pastor says this. I'm like, oh, so you haven't come to church with me or any other LDS member and you haven't spoken with the, the missionaries, but you're going to make this blanket statement based on something that somebody else said. How would you feel if I did the same to you? Um, and so that was the part of my self that I was hiding from my business. Um, and it was a part that I could no longer hide from my business once I became licensed through the Pastoral Medical Association. Um, that medical association is all about um, wellness according to the Bible. Um, and signing an agreement that basically says that, you know, I will never recommend to any of my clients any man-made chemical substance because Heavenly Father's pharmacy is so broad and so wide, and there's no reason to put these chemicals into the body, um, which also meant that every post that I had on my website, the door was wide open for me to make those statements um, of my spiritual beliefs and um, speak about the body in the way that I know of the body um, and how it was designed um, by Heavenly Father, and so that is 
one of the reasons why I took down my website and started all over again. I needed to remove the secular from there as much as I could um, while keeping my spiritual side there and making it very clear to people that um, I have faith in what Heavenly Father has created within the human body, um, that I believe that it functions beautifully and especially well when we stay out of the way. Um, and so it was it was very hard. It wasn't the first time that I had taken down my website and started over, but it was the first time that I included my spirituality um, because I want to come from a, a viewpoint of the mind-body-spirit um, concept that I hear so many people talking about, but then when you really sit down, I'm finding far too many who really do not understand what that connection really is all about. Um, So it's kind of, you know, it was challenging to do, um, but at the same time I felt that it happened at the perfect timing with Jim Britt and Jim Lutz coming into my life so that I could put it together um, knowing that it was going to be receiving traffic because of the book and the other co-authors and um, that what I was doing meant enough to be brought forward and into the view of Jim Britt and Jim Lutz and what they wanted to do in their vision with the Change Book series. I'm I'm so glad that you have had that epiphany, if I can call it that, and I'm also just smiling ear to ear that you've connected with Tracy Randall because there, there's so much synergy there between the two of you. And mm-hmm. just I'd love to give a little shout out to Tracy because she's starting a 21-day fasting, which does not mean food. And right. if anybody wants any info on that, um, they can head over and visit her on, on Facebook. And I'm going to participate in her fast because I think, and and please give me your opinion on this, Mm-hmm. I think that our best ideas come from when our minds are quiet and we really can hear our inner voice. Absolutely. And I just, yeah. I love the whole process and I, I'm just, I'm very grateful to you that you shared that. And I want to just talk about your chapter for a moment. So you are in book nine and mm-hmm. your chapter is called make it simple, live in wellness daily And I don't want to give away your chapter, but you've got 10 really good key strategies in there. But there is two paragraphs that I would like to read for the listeners that I I found very, very powerful. So this is from book nine, and this is Angie Taylor's chapter called Make It Simple, Live in Wellness Daily. So this is the paragraph that um, there's actually two that I'd like to read. With all the technology around us, we have information coming at us all the time. Computers, tablets, cell phones, MP3 players, etc. That bring every form of media right into our homes and our hands. There are multiple forms of social media that are supposed to help keep us better connected with our family and friends. However, they have become a source of negativity for far too many. You may discover that you have to thin out your friends list 
to only those who know you well or to only those who post positive things. The more you surround yourself with positive and uplifting people, books, and music, the sooner you'll discover how wonderful life really is. It might also be necessary to make changes to your in-person relationships. Far too many of us are tolerating toxic people simply because we've known them all of our lives or they are part of family. Limiting your time with them doesn't mean doesn't have to mean telling them that they are creating negative chaos in your life unless you are ready to have that conversation. It does mean that you may need to turn down some social activities of which they will also take part. None of us can afford to waste time or energy on toxic people. We can't help them. Only they can help them. Gift them a good personal improvement book, like The Change, and pray that they read it. It's really the only thing you can do for them. And I found your chapter, I I really resonated with it, Angie, and I, I love those two paragraphs because I've done that multiple times I'm going to say in my 40s. So I'm the big 5-0 next year. So over the course of 10 years, what you specified there about, you know, reviewing relationships um, as holistically, going back to the beginning of our conversation, mm-hmm. it's it's for the greater good for us to be the best version of ourselves. Exactly. And I, I just find that so powerful. So would you say that that's something that you constantly do individually to maintain who you are and what you represent? And is that the principles of your business? I have to say yes and yes. Um, I don't think that people really understand how important that particular part of our lives is. Um, I know people who will say, oh, but I'm able to block it out. And they don't really understand that consciously, yes, we can block it out. Subconsciously, you are picking up 100% of everything going on in your environment. And this is what I I spend a lot of time talking to new parents about with their babies. Um, When your baby is sound asleep in a room full of people, they're picking up everything, which is why they tend to sleep longer when you're at a social event um, because they have just been bombarded with everything. Well, as adults, we're no different. The subconscious mind never goes to sleep, ever, and it believes everything that it is told as being true. So um, we have to guard that what we're thinking, but especially what we're telling ourselves on a subconscious level very carefully We have to be very, very careful about it. One of the things that I love having my clients do is I I encourage them to tell themselves, I love you daily. And um, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I do that all the time. And I'm like, okay, but you're going to do it differently. You're going to look at yourself in the mirror and you're going to look in your eyes just as you do with when you're getting ready to say I love you to your sweetheart, you look them in the eye and you're going to do that for yourself and you're going to say, I love you. And I haven't had a single client yet come back and say to me, yeah, that was super simple. Most of them come back and say, I started crying because I hadn't realized that I really had not ever 
looked myself in the eye and said, I love you. Um, We hear it from everyone else, but we need to be saying it to ourselves. Um, This was something that came up a few years ago. Um, I, for whatever reason, I don't remember what was going on in my life, but what was whispered into my ear was, love thy neighbor as thyself. And I had an aha moment where I was like, oh, my gosh, can I really love my neighbor if I don't love myself? Can I truly love my children if I don't love myself? And what about my spouse? Can I really love my sweetheart if I don't really know how to love myself? And the answer is no, you can't. And so that phrase from the scriptures became very, very much deeper and more profound for me. Um, and, and I have had to you know, work on myself. And that's the thing is that we all have to work on ourselves and work on being better today than we were yesterday. And part of that is learning to love yourself. Well, and I love that. And have you ever heard of the Hawaiian, I want to call it a prayer, but I think it's more of a mantra that was created by Dr. Joe Vitale that was in The Secret. It's a, a Hawaiian I want to say prayer, but it's more of a healing. It depends on who you talk to. I'm going to do my best to pronounce this because I, it's a very long word and I, I never get it right. It's Mm -hmm. Ho'oponono. So it's eight. Yes. And I love it because it's, it's those simple principles. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. When you start your day, with that type of mantra, it's it's deep to your to your inner soul. And I've had clients who have called me crying, who have done it for just two days, mm-hmm. and said, "I can't even explain to you from the depths of my emotion what's happening or what's going on." But right. I love it. And then right. they created a wonderful YouTube meditation around that, and it's almost an hour. And I just. For me, it's just like, let me align all my chakras and and just let me lie down and be still with my own inner wisdom. And I just, I find huge power in that, Angie. Yeah, so do I. And what I love about that is explaining to people that you don't have to know what is wrong. You don't have to know what your emotional state is because your body knows. Every cell of your body, that's why... I love how magnificent the body is and why I work really hard with my clients to teach them how to get out of the body's way. Stop. You're trying to control something that you don't have control over, but your body does. And so when people start working with Ho'oponopono and they start experiencing that release that happens as they say to themselves, I love you, I'm sorry, we don't have to know. What are we sorry for? What have we done in the past that we're not even remembering that we did to ourselves? You know, um, and just allowing the body to do its job. And people don't realize how much the body can do on its own once we support it in that work. I I fully agree. So I'm I'm just grateful that we've got to spend the last half an hour together. I definitely want to follow up and have another conversation with you. I think 
uh, I'm happy that you got the call and that you didn't take your website down and you didn't stop being who you are. You just came back as a better version. Let's call it Angie 2.0. How's that? I like that. Yeah, that works good. (laughs) And I want to wish you and your husband and your nine children all the best over the holiday season and we're excited for book nine to be launched and glad that you're now part of our powerful global community angie taylor thank you so all the best to you and thanks for tuning in and being a regular listener that that just warmed my heart and i wish you all the best and i look forward to chatting to you in the new year that will be awesome and you have a happy holiday season too deb Same to you, Angie. Take care and all the best. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm just, I'm in awe of, of Angie's interview and just that she allowed us to uh, really see clearly into where she was in her business and, and was ready to throw in the towel, if you will, and and take her website down. So it's just interesting talking to many of the co-authors that they have been in that place. And I think you all know I love quotes. I think it's a great way to end my interview with Angie with a quote from Abraham Lincoln. In the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. And I really think that Angie made that loud and clear for us. And I think she's back and bigger than ever and really is now an integral part of our powerful community. So I'm now bringing on a mystery guest that I am going to uh, just let him take over the radio show. So are you there, mystery guest? Hey, Deb. Yes, I am. Is that you, Rich Perry? (laughs) Yes, it is. Yes, it is. My book five buddy. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm enjoying it. Well, getting ready for the holidays. We are, and it's so close. And um, I'll give a little. I'll give a little preamble, and then uh, I will let you take over. So, our second guest today was unable to join us, so I rebooked her. So I invited Rich Perry on the show to take the show over and interview me. So I'm going to let you take over for the next thirty minutes. <laughs> awesome. Let's go. Let's have some fun. I'm in. All right, Deb. Now, you have done an amazing job to, you know, giving exposure to the co-authors from from the book series, from the Change book series. And I'm very grateful and honored that you asked me to now return the favor and give you some shine. So, and I'm sure you've... uh, you know, get, giving out little tips and, and things about yourself over the last couple of weeks and a couple of months that you've been running the show. But why don't we dive into it real quick with an official way, an official introduction. And I love the story of how you got the name Mama Deb. So for anyone that hasn't heard it yet, would you please tell us how you got the name Mama Deb? I love this. I love this story. 
Well, it's one of my favorites. And as soon as I'm asked that question, it's funny. I always get goosebumps. So uh-huh. I, I was a medical case manager from 1990 to 2013. And in 2004, I had uh, a young boy, we'll call him Tom, Tommy, if you will, on my caseload, and he was two, and he unfortunately was ran over in a parking lot by a Suburban, and this was in Windsor, Ontario, and that is a border city to Detroit, Michigan. So long story short, he was... uh, rushed to the hospital and pronounced dead and in walked a neurosurgeon from Detroit sick kids and looked at his mother and said, I can save him. And they closed the tunnel between Canada and Michigan to rush the ambulance over. And 16 minutes later, he was in the operating room and Dr. Sood saved his life. So it was a very, very traumatic time for this family And I attended all the neurosurgeries with the mom because the dad uh, chose to leave. He did not want to have a disabled child. And I just felt that I I needed to go above and beyond my role as a case manager and and be there for this mom. So it was his third neurosurgery and he was just, he had just turned three. So a year later and the mom had gone outside to have a cigarette break and he woke up from surgery and he put his hand through the railing on the patient bed that goes up and down and he lifted his little head and he looked at me and he said, Mama Deb, is that really you? And I can't explain what happened in that moment for me, but his mom walked back into the room in recovery at the hospital when he said it. And I looked at her and I said, are you okay that he calls me Mama Deb? And she started to cry and she said, if anyone else is going to be Tommy's mother in this world, I want it to be you. And I said to her and I looked at him and I said, someday I'm going to, I'm going to use that and I'm going to, I'm going to do it for the greater good. I said, I don't know what that looks like right now. And then nine years later, that's what I decided to transition to as a, as a work-life balance specialist. That's awesome. That's that's a beautiful story. I love, I remember when, you and I, the first time we had a Skype conversation, you know, many, many months ago, you told me that story and it was, it was, I got a little teary out. I got a little emotional listening to it. And, and even right now, it's a, it's such a beautiful story. And I, I know that you embody that mama Deb, you know, that, that is you. And that, so thank you for, for sharing that with, with the listeners. I'm curious to know, how did you get started as a mentor and speaker? I know you said previously you were a case manager, and I know you've done some other things in your past. What was it? What, was there a, a certain catalyst? Was there, you know, was it a, a smooth transition? Was it just something that, hey, that, that I want to make this change? What was it that got you going as a mentor and speaker and work-life balance specialist? Well, I've been doing professional speaking for most of my career. I'm just not doing it as much in the medical industry or at rehabilitation conferences, wellness conferences. 
I'm still, I still have my toe in that pond. And what I mean by that is I'm still asked to speak on that subject. Deb, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello, Deb. Hello. Hello? 